You are now listening to a proud member of the Disney Podcast Family. Go to DizPodcastFamily.com to find more on this show and other great Disney podcasts. From the Talking Disney Studios in Cheyenne, Wyoming, Logan, Utah, and Las Vegas, Nevada, this is the Talking Disney Podcast. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And here are your hosts. I'm Jason. And I'm Cody. And I'm James. And welcome to episode 56 of the Talking Disney Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and I'm here once again with my co-hosts, Cody and James. How's it going, guys? It's going good. How are you doing? <laughs> What's so funny, Cody? I don't know. James is doing this thing with his forehead <laughs> and it put a bunch of lines in it. And he looked like one of them like Star Trek dudes or something <laughs> with the big lines in his forehead. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. I'm a Klingon now. <laughs> a few episodes ago, we were making fun of my hairdo. Now I'm looking like a Klingon. <laughs> I, I, I saw you do it. You kind of did look like a Klingon. So. Well, fantastic. Uh, Thank you. Your hair looks. This is just an audio file for the listeners. There's no visual involved. <laughs> Your hair looks great though today. So. Well, thank you, Jason. Yes, thank you. I appreciate great. that. No problem. No problem. So what's up, guys? Oh. Not much. Not much. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are episode fifty-six. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things today. First, you guys do anything cool this week? Um. I tried to get reservations at Carthay Circle. <laughs> mm, which we'll talk about here in a second. Which we'll talk about in a second. Other than that, not really. Uh, yeah, busy cool. at work, so not me. Well, that's no good. Yeah. Well, it's good to be busy. because Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, but rather be doing other things. Cody, what's up with you? Uh, uh, not too much. Working. Um, hiring new people at work, so I'm holding interviews at work. Um, oh, you're the man, um, huh? You, you get to interview them? Yeah. Are there any was, Disney questions in the interview? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, okay. Not a boss. My, uh, not a requirement. My boss finds. Oh, uh, I see. So, okay. But, uh, yeah. And then just going through the motions of trying to build a house. So nice. I'm, not yourself, right? I mean, you're paying. No, no, no. I am. I am having somebody else build it for okay. me. I, I built the house. My house would kind of look like yours, and every now and then it would fall down, and the neighborhood would try to help me pick up the sticks. And you're not out there with a tool belt and a hammer and some nails and some two by fours. But no, I get a little a app that shows me pictures and videos on a weekly basis. It's like, oh look, uh, okay. the framers have completed. Nice, <laughs> nice. Oh, the drywall's been done. So is it is it close to where you are now? Uh, it is about five miles south of where I live right now, about a ten minute okay. drive south. So okay. it's technically in the city of Hiram. Which okay. is just south of Logan. I, we probably drove through there when we were driving down to. Uh, where did we drive to go to In and Out when we were up there? Um, it's not quite on that main drag. Um, okay. So you would have drove past it by okay. about. You would have been to the uh, west of it about three miles, but. Gotcha. gotcha. It's in, it's in that valley that Logan is in. So. Okay. 
That's very cool. cool. Yeah, very, very, very cool. That's yeah, this exciting. week, this week I did some yeah, fun stuff. Excited. Yeah, me too. Just, I'm excited for you. This week you so. did what now, Jason? We actually did some. Well, we had a lot going on this week. Uh, my daughter Kaylee's birthday was today. I think you guys told her happy birthday. She really appreciated the picture you posted on Facebook, James. <laughs> so she From wanted me to let you know. <laughs> yeah, she wanted me to let you know that. I, I wish uh, I had a p- picture of her, uh, like anywhere, but I don't. Otherwise, I would. You don't. It too. Yeah. Well, I post them on my Facebook. If you want to save them to your phone, Cody, then you'll have pictures of her. And then next year you can post one. Hey, look, Kaylee, happy birthday. I'll just do it at random. So she's not expecting it. There you go. There you go. You got to tag, you, you got to tag her in it though. So all her friends can see it too. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we uh, celebrated her birthday today. She is 17. So happy birthday, Kaylee. Happy she's upstairs birthday, right Kaylee. now. She's upstairs birthday. right now watching uh, Tangled. So she's yeah. doing something Disney on her birthday. Yeah. yeah. She up there by herself? No, no. She's with some guy. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I hope we know what guy. Yeah, no, she's with, she's with her boyfriend up there. I, her mom may even be up there too. I'm not sure. I'm downstairs in my new my new podcasting corner. Nice. So got my new desk set up and everything. But last weekend we celebrated. I celebrated. Uh, me and my wife celebrated our anniversary, and we went uh, to Denver for the weekend. And uh, I'll tell I'll, t- I'll tell you the quick story because it's I think it's kind of cool, but. Uh, we were looking for a bed and breakfast. So I just Googled bed and breakfast, Denver booking.com came up. I found one called, uh, it's called the Patterson Inn. Um, they had one room left. It said, so I booked it. I was like, yeah, I better hurry up and book it. So I show Marsha the picture and she's like, that place looks very familiar, but I don't know where I, where I seen it before. So, so we go, we drive down there, we check in and we're, we're, we're getting in our room. She goes, you know what? I know where I've seen this, this, uh, hotel before. And she watches a show called uh, portals to hell. And it's, it's hosted by Jack Osborne, Ozzy Osborne's son. And he goes around places that are haunted and he investigates them. And this, this hotel is supposedly one of the most haunted hotels in Denver. (laughs) Holy cow. Yeah. But it was, it was cool. I mean, beautiful place, uh, sandstone reddish, uh, built in 1891, uh, nine rooms. Uh, we stayed in the, in the room that the, the woman who lived there, it was Mr. Patterson's wife. Uh, he was the second owner. I think he was a like a senator from Colorado, but she actually died in the room. And there's a picture <laughs> of her hanging in the room, and uh, it's weird because you walk out and that's the first thing you see. And but we didn't we didn't see anything. So so, so do you? The picture is of her in the room, it, or yeah, it's like hanging in the room. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a, it's an it's a framed picture of her hanging in the room. Gotcha, but gotcha. It, it's like a portrait. I, don't, didn't you guys stay at some other? The, the hotel that The Shining was based on. Did you guys stay at that hotel also? Uh, yeah, where where Stephen King was when he wrote it or where he came yeah. up. Yeah, the Stanley yeah. Hotel in uh, in Estes, Colorado. I don't know how you guys stay in those places, man. Not, I would not, not go anywhere nothing, there. Nothing yeah. happened there either. So I was thinking of like, we should get together, all of us. We're a couple. James, you're a couple. Cody, you're a couple now. We can get Robin Brooke to come up and I'll stay at that hotel. Yeah, I and think go- we can, I'd rather do a trip to Disney World. <laughs> no, but we stay. It was fun. There, nothing happened. Uh, Marsha wouldn't. She wouldn't go on a midnight walk with me around the hotel. Uh, no. There was only there was only three couples there, so it was fairly empty. Right. And the staff isn't there all night. They they leave at seven. The the innkeeper lady leaves at seven. So it's just the hotel guests there. Really? Uh, they yeah. Want room service. Yeah, there is no room service. It's a bed and breakfast. You get breakfast in the morning. Uh, the the <laughs> chef gotta, comes in. You got to do DoorDash. Yeah, yeah. Uber so, Eats. 
Uber Eats. But yeah, it's very, it's, I mean, it was a cool place. And then since then I've been, uh, I actually found a book that was free on Amazon Kindle or on Amazon free with your Kindle app or whatever. And, uh, it was, a about the hotel written by these two, two ladies back before, back before it became a bed and breakfast. And I haven't read a full book in like years. And I read that book in like two days because it was just interesting. All this stuff that happens. And I was like, none of that happened to me. Uh, <laughs> but it, it was creepy because I, I went to the, to the car about 1130 to grab something and coming back up, walking into the hotel with no staff there. Like the kitchen lights are all off. The office lights are off. There's just the entryway lights on and by the stairs and there's this huge mirror. And, you know, obviously that, that, that mirror has been there since the house has been there. So everybody who's lived in the house or been in the house has looked in that mirror. So you're thinking, man, there's tons of dead people who have looked through this mirror and it just, it's, it's, it is kind of creepy walking in at night. And then the stairs creak cause they're, you know, over a hundred years old. And right. uh, I could see how people would think somebody's following you down the stairs. Cause when I was walking down them, they would creak and then I'd be halfway down. And then the stairs that were up at the top would creak again. Cause they would settle. So you turn around thinking someone's behind you and there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people may think, Hey, that's a ghost, but it's just the stairs settling. So. Yeah, we're actually the luxury suites at like the Polynesian and the Grand for Littering. <laughs> that was a lot nicer. So we're we're actually going back in March for my birthday, and we're going to stay in another hotel or another a different room. Uh, so All right, it'll well, be fun. James and I will Facetime you from Disney World. Yes, <laughs> <That's, laughs> on Splash Mountain. Speaking of Disney World, are, did you make? Are, are you going, James, over Valentine's Day or no? No, it's, uh, that's going to end up being a little too quick for me. But I think I'm going to go in either late March or early April. So haven't decided okay. on a date yet, but probably just going to do a quick trip, go there for a couple of days, won't go to all the parks. But I just okay. got to, I got to get out there. My my friend is going. He's actually leaving on Sunday. He's going to be there all week. So oh, I got to <laughs> defriend him on Facebook for the week. Yeah, yeah, you might want to. Uh. <laughs> So speaking of you wanting to go to Disney, obviously you want to, I mean, you, you want to go to Disney world anyways, but uh, you haven't been able to go to Disneyland obviously, cause it's been closed. Right. But there is some news. Now I'm not going to say it's going to open soon, mm-hmm. but uh, two California, two California assembly people, I guess, or whatever, someone in government, they've, they've, uh, started a bill that would actually let Disneyland open earlier than what governor Newsom's plan would be. Uh, cause they're in those color, the color rankings, purple, yellow, I don't know. I forgot what all the colors were. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically for Disneyland to open, they would have to get, I think to tier four, Mm-hmm. which is like one case of COVID per 100,000 people for Orange County. Right. And I don't see that happening. Uh, this bill would allow them to open in tier uh, three. The, which, the orange one, right? The orange one, yeah. Orange instead of what's the tier four is green. Uh, actually, or, it looks like yellow. Yellow, yellow okay. I think, yeah. So they got yellow, green, or yellow, <laughs> orange. It's funny because- uh, when you when you look at it online, it says the adjusted case rate less than one per hundred thousand for the right. for the minimal. Yeah, right. And I don't see how's it going to be less than one <laughs> getting to that. We we were kind of talking about that earlier. Um, 
Yeah, it says it says reopening in the state's yellow or minimal tier would keep Universal and other large California theme parks like Disneyland, Knott's Berry Farm closed indefinitely. Yeah. So, um, so they need to they need to adjust something. Um, yeah. Hopefully they can get that passed. I, I know it's the it's the governor who, I guess, put out those that tier system. Uh, what is the requirement in the? Uh, third tier orange or whatever, how much more um, leeway does it give them? So instead of less than one, the moderate or orange one would be one to 3.9 per 100,000. Yes. Which still seems, I mean, that still seems, I don't know. Can that be done though? I mean, the crazy thing about it is at one point um, when that tier was first, when that whole system was first introduced, San Francisco was in yellow because they had opened up tourism again in San Francisco. When I was in San Francisco for my honeymoon, Um, they had started opening up a lot of the touristy things. We were able to go to Alcatraz. We could get on the big bus tour, the open air bus and go around the city. Now you had to, they had an ordinance there where it was local law that you had to have your mask on in all public places or the, you could, get a ticket for not wearing your mask, but you were able to do those types of things. So I don't know how long that lasted for them, but right now, I don't know if I'm doing the math right, but orange County has a population of 3.176 million orange County. Mm -hmm. So if I'm doing the math, right, that would mean that 31.76 people in the County could be infected. If there was 32, they wouldn't, they wouldn't open. So the crazy thing about that is, do they base this day by day? I, yeah, I don't so know. If I like mean, on one day everything's good, but then by the next day one more person contracts COVID, do they have to shut everything down again? It, it says, <clears throat> the thing I'm looking at, it says it's an adjusted case rate, a seven-day average. Seven-day average. average. Okay. Yeah. okay. I mean, but 31 people doesn't seem like very many. I mean, you go back a year and I'm sure more than 31 people in Orange County had the flu this time of year. Right. Uh, like, like Cody was saying earlier, now we're not comparing the flu to COVID, et cetera, et cetera. But eventually they're going to have to with like, like you said, with the vaccine uh, and, and the precautions they could take, they're going to have to start treating this like the flu at some, at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. You're not going to get COVID is not going away. The flu is not going away. No. Uh, we got, seems, we got to live to, we got to learn to live with it. Like we do right. the flu. It seems like during this COVID period, though, the flu flu has gone away because nobody is diagnosed with the flu anymore. Because everyone's getting diagnosed with COVID. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, he, died, he died of cancer. No, he died of COVID. Uh, he died in a parachute accident. No, he died of COVID. Uh, so uh, his parachute didn't help. 10-car pileup? Yeah, yeah. It was COVID. Yeah, they all died of COVID. So, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully soon uh, – Governor Newsom takes into account. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If People are not happy with him. Let me tell you. Not at all. Not at all. Um, and meanwhile, in Florida, all the parks are open. Open. And is it crazy? I mean, are they getting crazy more cases over there? Not that I know of. Now, what's yeah, interesting is that the governor in Florida, I think just within the last week, recommended that bars and restaurants and things like that go to outdoor dining only and close the in inside dining really yeah um, now that's the opposite of like new york and la they're trying to now 
they're trying to get the the indoor back open again. Right. Well, because before, like for a long, for I think for quite a while now, months, Florida has been full indoor, outdoor, full capacity. I mean, the parks could operate at 100% of their normal capacity if they chose to. They're just choosing not to. But Florida at, would let them. Um, and I think now the governor is just trying to scale back the dining restrictions a little bit. And I think somebody was just like, yeah, uh, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Now I know with the, uh, even with, if, if orange County was able to get into the yellow and they were able to open, it would still be, I think, I think the article I saw said they would still have to operate at like 25% capacity and there'd still be quite a few restrictions. Right. uh, Which I don't understand why, but, um, I I just hope that with uh, the vaccine, there's two vaccines out there. I heard on the news this morning, I can't remember what company it was, but there's a third company that just applied for FDA uh, approval for their vaccine. And it's a one dose vaccine, not a two dose vaccine. Yep. And hopefully the more widespread the vaccines become, uh, and the more people that have it in them um, that choose to get it, the more that that they will be able to change all of those restrictions, especially in California, that hopefully that will make enough of a difference and cases will start to drop dramatically once the vaccine's more widespread. Mm -hmm. And they can say this tier system is now out of date. This tier system was based on, um, the state of our state where there wasn't a vaccine. Now that we have this vaccine, we have new information, new case studies. Now we can say they can open up initially at 50% capacity. And hopefully things will be a lot more lenient then, but we're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah. Yep. So then that brings us to, uh, what James was talking about earlier with some dining opening back up. And I thought I'd let him talk about that since he was the one who was trying to make reservations. Yeah. So they, I mean, they closed all the, all the dining at downtown Disney or the Disneyland resort. Um, What was that about a month ago or so a month and a half? I don't know. Maybe Yeah. They opened it and then they closed it. it. Yeah. They opened it. And then I finally got reservations to Carthay circle uh, the following Wednesday and then they closed it again. I guess that was our good pal Newsom issued another stay at home order. Yeah. I guess that was like the second week of December because that's when I was going to go there. I was taking a week off and going to go down there. Um, So anyways, they've opened it up again this last week. Uh, First off the, the uh, different restaurants, in downtown Disney, places like Tortilla Joe's, the Jazz Kitchen, stuff like that, started being able to open up for outdoor dining. And then just this last week, they started announcing, um, like Buena Vista, uh, the dining there, Carthay Circle, um, you know, the corn dog, the award wieners, the, uh, what is it, the smoke jumpers grill or something. All those are starting to open now, too. Um so they started doing reservations for Carthay Circle again, and I think they started those, what's the day today, the 5th? So I think they would have started them yesterday. And, man, those things were gone quick. I tried to get on uh, to go down next week sometime, and I could not get a reservation for that at all. I do have reservations for Tortilla Joe's. I actually have three reservations for next weekend. So 
Okay. It's <laughs> getting a lot of chips and salsa. Uh, yeah, a lot of chips and salsa next week. No, I, I I did one on Saturday, and then I thought, well, I don't know if I want to be down there Saturday because we have to be back Sunday, so I'll get one for Friday, and then you know something else happened, and I thought, well, maybe my sister can join us, her and her husband, so I did another one for Saturday earlier in the day, and so obviously I'll be canceling one or two of them, but yeah, I was trying to get in for Carthay Circle for one of those days, and no luck there. So. Now, are they only doing it roughly a week out, or could you? How far are they allowing you to make reservations in advance for? You know what? I'm not sure. Um, I didn't look much past the end of the month, so I really don't know if they're into March or not, or or how far out they're going. I don't know. Yeah, I know that I did look for the next several weeks, just because I'm so close, and I figured, you know, the heck with it. I'll just drive down there any weekend. Um, but yeah, I tried every weekend in February and there was for Carthay circle, at least there was nothing. Uh, you can make reservations at the other places now. Um, but even those are going fast. Like next Saturday, I checked right before we started recording and next Saturday, there's like nothing available. I'm assuming cause you know, Valentine's day weekend and Saturday yeah. is going to be busy. So, Bummer. and I, you know, they're going to start opening some of the carts. So they're going to have churros for sale you know popcorn cotton candy so i'll be getting a churro next weekend for sure yeah i did see something on i think it was facebook today that somebody posted in some disney group that i'm in that they got a like the fluffer nutter churro from that willie's churros cart in mm-hmm. buena vista street yep yeah i will be there next weekend so i'm gonna i'm gonna get me one of those for sure and, <laughs> and a corn dog and chips and salsa from tortillas tortilla joe's all right. Well, have fun. I will. We don't, we don't like you. I'll send pictures and video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just with, with churro dust and salsa all over your chin. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, all right. I just want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about something that me and Cody have seen, but James has not. Okay. So uh, well, well, that, you, that's, that's an extensive list. That's yeah. That's, that's a large list. Uh, he saw Soul, but he hasn't seen Soul. Seen Soul. Uh, which it's been two weeks since we recorded. So since then, uh, episode four and five of WandaVision have come out. Uh, I'll add a spoiler alert to our show notes. And if you're listening to this now, just know that uh, we're going to talk. We are. There's going to be a few spoilers in there, so you can fast forward and. Are we spoiling it for James? What are we? What exactly are we saying? Yes. We did it. We, I'm good. We, we did it last time. We did it for episodes one, two, and three. Yep. So, so won't go too much into detail. So we won't leave it all. But what do you remember anything about episode four, Cody? Uh, Ep- yes, episode I, four I had you had Geraldine getting sucked in right to the to the city of Westview. Yes. Uh, so that was crazy. Uh, Agent, what's his name? Jimmy Wu. Jimmy Wu. Jimmy Wu did not get sucked in. So he 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 was smart enough to stay back where Geraldine was curious. And we found out who Geraldine was. Um, She was the daughter of, um, what's her name? The the woman from Captain Marvel. Rambo. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I forgot, what what was her first name? I'm trying to think. I, I, cause I, Cause Geraldine is Monica Rambo, the daughter. Yes, the daughter, Uh, the little girl. Right. Captain Marvel. She's just grown up right. now because Captain Marvel takes place in the 90s. Right. So we, we, we find out before she gets sucked in, she actually, 
you know, she got thrown out of West Westview by Wanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the, all those trucks agents pulled up around her. We, we find out that they, that she got taken back to, I think sword headquarters. So we it, learned a little bit about sword headquarters. Oh yes. In that episode. Yeah. yeah. So it's before, yeah. It, the, the timeline kind of jumps around all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with Monica and filling in gaps. And then there. One, of, one of the scenes we see, she's sitting in the hospital room and we see her come back. Rematerialize. Rematerialize. So she was one of the ones that, uh, was blipped. When Thanos snapped his fingers. She was gone. Yep. Uh, and she rematerialized exactly where she was. Right. When she was blipped. Right. Which was in the hospital, uh, visiting her mom, mm-hmm. obviously, or you, you, you find out, uh, she finds out what happens to her mom. We won't spoil that one for James. We'll wait. <laughs> uh, she's freaking out looking for her. She ends up, you know, getting sent out to the town of Westview because, uh, there's some cops out there saying that this place doesn't exist. Jimmy Woo's out there. Uh, she ends up getting sucked in and that's how we, that's how we figure out how she was in there in the earlier episodes before she got thrown back out. Right. Um, I'm trying to think what else was from episode, uh, for we, we, we get our first look at Darcy Lewis and Jimmy Woo, uh, which he's the FBI agent. Darcy Lewis is Kat Dennings. Uh, she's the astrophysicist. She Um, actually has her doctorate now. She's no longer the intern. If you don't remember who her character was, she's from Thor, the first Thor movie. And she has a small part in the second Thor movie. She was the intern for whatever um, Padme's character was in Thor. Right. Yeah. um, Yeah. I forgot what it was. Is James falling asleep? No, that was me. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> I was looking at my screen and not at the thing. So at the face, I, I like how a little sound like that. Your instant, your instant thought is is James sleeping? Uh, I hear, I hear, I hear somebody store at my house, and I'm like, when did James get here? Uh, uh, all right, so so we get those characters come back, and she she comes in, and she's the one who kind of figures out what's going on with with Wanda and. Uh, why it looks like sitcoms. She, she discovers this signal and in, in some of the radiation or something like that. Um, and that was, that's what, what else was from episode four? Uh, I'm trying to figure. Oh, we get that scene with vision with vision where um, they called it like a walking dead scene where he, he, where, where, where he looked dead with the stone. Mm. Missing. So, yeah. Um, and we actually see, Wanda cast uh, Monica out of the city where we don't really see all of the, what the conversation that goes on from the previous episode at the end of the previous episode. And so we actually see what transpired that actually got Wanda or yeah, that got Wanda to force Geraldine out of the city. Right. And then that's our, that was our first real inclination that, Wanda's in control of what's going on inside of Westview. Now you get hints along the way. And so if you're paying attention, you're, you're starting to wonder that as the viewer, but that's almost your first real confirmation that yeah, Wanda's definitely manipulating this situation. Right. To her. Yeah. Especially because Monica says something when she, after she gets cast out, she says it's Wanda, it's all Wanda. Yeah. So, 
so it's her control and everything. Um, so then we move on to episode five. We get to see their kids um, as babies. And then suddenly they become five years old. And then later they become, what, 10? <laughs> yeah, because uh, they found a puppy and they said that, yeah. well, WandaVision said that they don't think that, the, you know, they need to be at least 10 years old before they are responsible enough to care for this dog. And right. then all of a sudden the five-year-olds morph into 10-year-olds. So they, so they have that power, but we're kind of, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. I love the intro to this one because of the, the, the time period they're in now they're in like the late eighties sitcoms. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a mixture of full house, growing pains, family matters type of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then especially with the clothes they're wearing, Wanda's hair, uh, the next door neighbor coming over in her like jazzercise outfit. Uh, yeah. To, and that's, that's one of the first scenes where get a, where, Vision, I think, is starting to realize what's going on because she says something about helping take care of the babies, and he doesn't really want her to. And then she kind of looks at Wanda and says, "So, so should we sh- should we start this all over like it's a scene?" Yeah, she's like, "Should we take it from the top?" Yeah, yeah, like 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 Wanda's directing this, and yeah, he he, you can tell the look on his face. He's like, you know, what the heck's going on? Um, and by the end of this episode, I think he's kind of figuring it out. Uh, there's a couple things that happen. Uh, his coworker who kind of snaps out of it for a second and is w- wanting to call his dad or his mom or something. Yeah. I was looking for his cell phone, his cell phone. Yeah. Which we, you wouldn't have in the 1980s. Um, so uh, what else happened that I thought was cool from episode five? So I don't spoil it too much for uh, in episode five. Um, you get more information about what the, the sphere, or I guess it's a hexagonal shape. What, what the, yeah. what happens when you enter the, the, the boundary of, of Westview, um, right. depending on whatever decade is being portrayed in the, in the show that all the FBI and agents are, are, are watching to figure out what's actually happening on the inside. They, they, they start to realize that whatever enters the boundary changes to fit that, time period which mm-hmm. is why when the in the earlier episodes where you had the beekeeper come up through the sewer uh what we find out in like what episode three or four that it was actually one of the agents that went in in a hazmat suit through the sewers to try to penetrate the city from underneath going through the sewers and as he crossed the boundary in the sewer, his hazmat suit turned into a beekeeper suit because that was the closest thing. The, the, whatever's happening, the magic, the radiation, whatever you want to call it, was yeah. able to morph that into to best fit the scene. Right. Right. Uh, so, so you mentioned the dog. They found a dog. The dog, uh, they ended up, they named him Sparky. Sparky. Sparky, because there's an incident with the, uh, the, uh, the outlet, outlet the electrical outlet, uh, and then what I'm reading here, uh, Vision starts to realize that Westview just isn't right, and he actually confronts Wanda about it toward the end. Starts asking she, about like where where are all the children in Westview? Children. Yeah, I walk to work every day, and there's nobody at the park. Yeah, I I like how she tried to like in the episode, like the credits started rolling, like I'm going to bed and. You know, like it's a TV show. Yeah. Um, 
And then I'll save uh, I'll save the last the last thing. What happens at the very end for I won't I will mention that with uh, the person who comes back. Well, what's interesting? Yeah, the, the yeah. whole part is yeah. just very interesting. Because it's not really it's him, but not him. Not him. And Cat Danny's character actually says, "Oh, they recast the character." So right, like because the, the person show. that's been brought back can't really. I, I don't yeah. know. You have to watch it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now I, I was going to say that that person can't come back, but then Vision's obviously in this, and the last we really saw a Vision is Thanos was ripping a chunk out of his forehead. So, right. And then we get more information on on that aspect of it too, and, and Vision's current state how vision how vision got there you know mm-hmm. uh, which is very interesting he didn't want to be used as a weapon there's a point. lot of interesting things that happened in like the last 10 minutes of this episode yeah. so the commercial do you do you did you understand the com- i had to look it up because i couldn't remember that name the the paper oh, towel yeah yeah um the uh, director hayward mentioned lagos in like the little briefing they did just before that too um, Lagos was the city in Captain America Winter Soldier where Scarlet Witch accidentally sent her magic up into a high-rise office building um, and a bunch of innocent people died. And that was kind of like the last straw for the governments was, of the world to finally band together and create the Sokovia Accords. Wasn't it Civil War? I thought I read Civil War. Um, the incident... Of Lagos, well, you know what happened in because Lagos was the name of the city, right? Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. I thought I read earlier that it was Captain America's Civil War. I I could have been mistaken. I know they battle because he's trying to get the Winter Soldier, but maybe it just carries over because it's still a Captain America movie. It might be Civil War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that was that that commercial cause they have a commercial so far, I think in every episode. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's episode four and five. We didn't want to ruin it all. Uh, Oh, the, the part where Wanda, they send in a drone to kind of try to make contact with her. She ends up because the drone that they sent in, in the first episode that we see them actually send in in episode four turned into that toy helicopter little helicopter because again in that state in the first episode it was the 50s and there was the the technology just wasn't there for a drone in the 50s so the best thing it could do was turn it into a toy helicopter yeah but monica figures this out about the whole it transforms to whatever decade they're in so she found a drone from the 80s and so the drone from the 80s was able to penetrate the boundary and actually function on the inside of the the perimeter. Yeah. And Wanda ends up knocking it out of the sky. She exits the hexagon little town and kind of throws it back at him. Yeah. She, she went like full. Yeah. BA mode. Yeah. She went, she went away from her. (laughs) She went away from being a character Wanda to back to Scarlet witch. And a, and a not pleased Scarlet yeah, Witch. Yeah, yeah, she was pissed. She was pissed. <laughs> yeah, she's quite pissed. Leave me alone. I'm not. I'm not. Basically, I'm not. I'm not losing him again. So. Mm-hmm. so. She, she was like me waiting for my pass holder refund, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. 
so yeah, that, I, uh, before WandaVision, I was like, uh, yeah, am I going to watch it? But yeah, now it's, it's like, I can't, I can't wait till next Friday. So the thing so is next six. Friday is the last episode. Uh, I is thought they really? did eight. No, this is one's only really? a six season, six episode. I'm almost positive. It's only a six episodes. Episode. Yeah. Let me, uh, look at that. I, for some reason thought it was, thought it was, uh, Eight, but maybe I'm thinking of uh, uh, Mandalorian. Well, that'll suck because yeah. we'll have to wait probably a year. Um, I don't think any of these Marvel shows that they're doing are going to be multi-season. Mm. I think okay. they're going to be all one season. because ah. they're all going to they're all going to have some implication into the movies. So I think it's the entire. Marvel story going forward is just going to bounce from TV show to movie. And they're just going to kind of keep carrying on in that format. Um, I don't think they'll circle back around and do a WandaVision season two. Okay. Um, even with the uh, Falcon and winter soldier series that's coming out. Um, I don't think they'll do a second season of that. They'll tell its story and then they'll move on and they'll create others and other movies. Okay, let me let me Google because I just found that's the chart. Understanding now, from different articles and interviews that I've seen, right? On IMDb it says there's nine episodes. Yep. On uh, I just googled an article. It's Men's Health. It talks about the upcoming episodes and it says, <laughs> "Yeah, that's the first one that came up." Episode six, February twelfth. Episode seven, February nineteenth. Episode eight, February twenty sixth. And episode nine, March fifth. Interesting. So it looks, like, it looks like we got four more. Well, if that's you- the case, then I'd be okay with that. I thought I had seen somewhere before that there would only be six, but if it ends up being nine, then then that's great. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will definitely have to start watching it. Yeah, you got it. So, so yeah, then some our, our explanation probably doesn't not do it justice. No, not at all. You well, got to watch it. Yeah, I'm trying to follow along and I'm like, you're not spoiling anything because I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <laughs> James is like beekeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Toy helicopter. Okay. <laughs> like I'm even yeah. looking up the uh, the Lagos thing. Like I, I – I think Marvel is awesome about doing all these little Easter eggs everywhere and tying everything together. And I'm horrible at following them. Like I'm always <laughs> like, what they did? What? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm always going on to Google to try to figure out. All, what all of the commercials tie back to Wanda's life in one way or another. Cause in the first yeah. episode, the commercial was a toaster made by uh, Stark industries and it had a red blinking light on it, almost as like a, like a bomb or something. And it was a Stark missile that blew up her childhood home uh, that killed her parents. Yeah. Um, one of the commercials was for Hydra soap. Um, and for a while, she was uh, her and her brother Pietro were held captive by Hydra and were used as experiments and things like that. And so they all relate back somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's all the news I got news and 
Disney Plus stuff. You guys got anything else before we move on to our main topic? I don't think so. No? Mm-mm. Cody's looking perplexed. I'm no. perplexed. And James is just looking like a Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. But I wish this was—I wish this was live. People could see that. Oh. All right, so we'll move on to our main topic, which uh, is—if uh, you haven't been listening to the last five or so episodes—we are watching, if possible, and reviewing uh, the. Walt Disney animated feature films. And we are actually on number five, which is Bambi. Uh, we've gone through Snow White, Pinocchio, Fantasia, Dumbo, and now Bambi. greatest storyteller brings the world's greatest love story to the screen. Bambi, the story that proves that love can be loaded with laughs. Well, what's the matter with that? They're twitterpated. Twitterpated? Yes. Nearly everybody gets twitterpated in the springtime. It's not gonna happen to me. Me neither. It can happen to anybody. For example, you're walking along minding your own business, when all of a sudden, you run smack into a pretty face. You begin to get weak in the knees. Your head's in a whoa! And then you feel light as a feather. And then you know what? You're not for a loop. And you completely lose your head. Bambi. The story of a deer who learned that love means many things to many people. To his parents, it means courage and sacrifice. It is man. We must go deep into the forest. Hurry. Bambi's mate, Deline, love is at once a tender and a terrifying thing. Quick, Deline, jump! To Bambi himself, Love comes to mean heroism and fearlessness. Here, surging out of the roaring forest is the most powerful, gripping, romantic story ever brought to the screen by Walt Disney. I can tell you, it had been a while since I had watched Bambi. Which of these five are not like the other? Uh, <laughs> that would be Fantasia. Yes. For one, it's like three hours long from the 1940s. Uh, Fantasia's got its good points. Uh, yeah, but the, the end credits. Right, James? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, the, the intermission was okay, too. Yeah. <laughs> Walt Disney had high hopes for Fantasia. Unfortunately, it didn't quite work out, right? Uh, like he hoped. But yeah, we're at, we're on we're on Bambi. It's the fifth, the fifth animated feature released. It was released. Um, it premiered actually on August 9th, nineteen forty two, in London. Uh, 
It premiered in the U.S. August 13th, 1942 in New York, and then generally released on August 21st, 1942. Um, it is based off of a book called Bambi, A Life in the Woods from 1923 by an Austrian author named Felix Sultan. And it actually was bought, the rights of it were bought by somebody else, and I'm trying to find his name. Here it is. In 1933, a guy named Sidney Franklin, a producer and director for MGM, bought the rights to Bambi, but realized that he, he wanted to turn it to a, into a live-action film. After a couple of years of trying to do it, he decided that it was too hard to make a, a film like that, and he sold the rights to Walt Disney in April of 1937. And that's when they began working on Bambi. It was originally supposed to be the second feature film, but because it took so long and it, they said in the beginning, it was very hard to draw a deer uh, to make it look real. Uh, so they actually took what, almost five years of putting the story together, uh, doing the animation and finally releasing it. Um, and from what I've read, the movie is completely different than the book. Uh, the book is more of an adult book. Uh, there's some scenes in there or parts in there that probably would terrify young kids, even more than Bambi might terrify some younger kids with what's in it. Um, but it was, they said it was more of an adult. They, uh, it said the novel was written for adult audiences and was considered too grim and somber for a regular lighthearted Disney film. So the uh, the writers for this took uh, took some pieces and parts from it and then kind of created their own story based off of the book, which is kind of par for course for for Disney's inspiration. I mean, most of those Grimm Brothers fairy tales are not lighthearted stories. No, yeah. no. Um, I think a lot of people think that Disney just took a lighthearted story and animated it, but most of the Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, uh. Little Mermaid, almost all of the Disney classics, if you will, have grim origins. Right. right. Definitely. And this was no different. Um, they went through a bunch of uh, interpretations of the story until till they finally came up with the uh, with what you see in the in the film now. Um, let's see. What are some of the other things I want to mention? It was released during World War II, which was kind of risky releasing it in London uh, with a war going on, but they did. Um, at the time of release, it got a mixed reviews. It didn't it, like, like many of the first four, it did lose money. And I don't think <laughs> actually started because obviously the European market was out uh, and it didn't start making money. I think until it's second release. Uh, when it became profitable, but that seems like the norm for the first four. Yeah, I was just gonna say, did any of the first five movies make money? I mean, at least initially. I no, I don't believe so. I think yeah. they all lost money. I, I mean, I, I know they all made money, became profitable later, and you know, you right. read about them, they're like, yeah, they made thirty-seven times the what it costs to make it, but I mean, it took eighty years to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really. I think it was re-released the first time in 1947, and I think that's when it became profitable. Yeah, uh, it came out again in 57, 66, 75, 82, and 88. Uh, I don't ever remember going to the theater during any of those releases and seeing Bambi, uh, but I may have. I'm not. I just don't remember. What's your uh, earliest uh, recount of watching Bambi? Bambi? 
I was a kid sometimes, but I don't remember seeing it in the theater. Um, well, it couldn't have been home video. No, because that didn't come out till 1989. So it yeah. was probably around 1989 or 1990. So I'd have been in high school. Uh, unless I did go see it and I just don't remember. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't ever, I don't not ever know remember knowing the story of Bambi. I, I seems like I've always known the story of Bambi. So right. uh, I may have seen it in 82 or 88. Uh, but who knows? It, 75, I wouldn't have gone seen it because I was one years old. So... Um, but yeah, so it's been released on VHS numerous times, different, you know, classics version, masterpiece collection version, platinum edition version. They released a, a version in Betamax, which I don't know if Cody probably doesn't even know what Betamax is <laughs> for uh, us old uh, guys. Baymax, are we talking about Big Hero 6? <laughs> Betamax. Uh, it was uh, the competitor to VHS that didn't last. So came out in Laserdisc. I couldn't have even told you that there was a competitor for VHS. I thought that <laughs> I thought it was a monopolized market. No, no. Uh, and then most recently it was released on, uh, in Walt Disney's signature collection, uh, for its 75th anniversary in 2017, which we were talking about. It's going to be its 80th anniversary next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I actually have the Walt Disney signature collection one. Uh, I'm pretty sure we probably had one of the VHS versions. Uh, I don't know whatever happened to our VHS tapes, but I know I had a VHS tape of it growing up. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, this time watching it, I, I actually watched it uh, today was the first time I can remember watching it in a very, very long time. Um, and I had actually forgot some of the order of things happen. I, we talked about uh, the story being, you know, some earlier talking about kids may may uh, be upset a little bit uh, Bambi's mother does die in this movie and I remember it happening so much earlier in the movie than what it actually did for some reason I, I was so I'm we're, we're going through it and I'm watching it. I was like when is Bambi's mom's gonna die you know but it wasn't until <laughs> almost it was later it was way later uh, that's, that's funny because I I don't know that I've ever seen this film oh, once really? I started watching it I was like I mean, of course, I know this, this the basic story and stuff, but right. as you say, I thought she died much earlier. In my mind, I was thinking that it was at the very end for some reason. And uh, I'm okay. like, I'm watching it, and all of a sudden it's like, boom. And I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's still there's still 20 minutes left in the movie, or there's still 30 minutes left, or whatever there was. Yeah. So yeah. It's funny that you thought it was earlier, because I thought it was at the end for some reason. And then I, I don't think I ever saw the movie, okay. ever. <laughs> Cody, Cody has. He said he had it on VHS as a kid. Yeah, so. I mean, it definitely wasn't at the top of the shelf of the ones I was always watching, but right. I do remember watching it as a kid, but I can't tell you really the last time that I actually sat down and watched this movie. I don't have a clear Right, because even, even when I bought the... Uh, when I bought the Disney, the Walt Disney Signature Collection one, I just bought it to put in with my collection. I never even watched it. Right. I, un- I unwrapped it from the plastic and threw it, threw it in the, in the Blu-ray shelf. So well, it's not one of those ones, even if I'm in the mood to watch a Disney movie, that movie just never comes up on the docket. Like, Oh, maybe it's never up for consideration. Right. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she dies. So the basic story of Bambi, uh, Deer's born. He's the, he's the young prince, uh, shows him kind of growing up, 
learning how to do things, learning how to walk, learning how to talk. Uh, he, he meets some friends, Thumper and Flower, uh, which I, I think the character of Thumper is, I forgot how funny he was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like Thumper. Yeah. Uh, and I think one of the, uh, one of the, my favorite scenes from his, when he says, uh, how does he say, he's like something like he doesn't walk too good or something like that. Yeah. And then his mom's like Thumper. He goes, yeah, what did your dad say? If you can't say nothing nice. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was, he was funnier than I, than I remember. Um, yeah. Then, you know, he, he, uh, he meets another, another deer. What's her name? Phalene, mm-hmm. a girl deer. They kind of, you know, fall in love. And like I said, Bambi's mom gets shot. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, he has to deal with that. Then there's a, a fire in the forest. And then he has to, he fights that one deer that's trying to move in on his girl. Yep. Um, so there's some there's some elements in there that could you know a five or six year old kid watching it could be scared. I know James was scared. Yeah, I was terrified. Yeah. And then uh, at the end they have kids. They have twins. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that. I'm sitting there like reading <laughs> up on it, and it's like uh, I thought it was like some kind of uh, like unknown knowledge that right. the names of their kids or something. I was like, holy cow! I didn't even realize they had kids. And then I'm watching the movie, and I'm like. Oh, they're right there. <laughs> so you thought you thought Bambi grows like grows up this, and then his mom is killed at the end, and then boom, the movie's over, and you don't know whatever happened. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even I didn't remember that in the movie you actually see Bambi grow up. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, because he and comes live back later. Yeah, he comes back later with the with the antlers and right. See um, when when I think about Bambi and what I recall the storyline of the movie was Bambi's with his mom and a little bit, you know, in their den or cave or whatever in the beginning of the movie, you know, you know, the thaw and everything. And he's learning how to walk and he meets Thumper and and flower and, you know, swirling around on the frozen lake and everything. And then, so he has his fun with his friends and then he's walking through the field and his mom's like, run Bambi, run. And she gets shot and he's all sad. And in my memory, he wanders around for a little bit. I couldn't tell you how long, but he wanders around like aimlessly alone and all sad. And all of a sudden big old strong buck is on the hill and he's like, Bambi. (laughs) Um, And like, that was the end of the movie. That's what my mind thought the end of the movie was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Even, even if people have never seen the movie Bambi, they, they, they kind of know what it's about. Yeah. But um, let's see, what are some of the things I wanted to share? Uh, The person they refer to as man, which is basically hunters. Man uh, is in the forest. Yeah. Oh, do you know a little key? uh, Since you, since you said it that way, Cody, (laughs) what, where did that it, get granted? It came from Bambi, but what, where else did people use that? Uh, they used it at, uh, Walt Disney, uh, studios, right? They used it at, uh, when Walt was entering a space and on his way, Walt, I would cough as he was coming towards a room to make his kind presence of- known. Right. Um, and I'm sure later in life it was uh, the lung cancer. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
but he would, you know, kind of, you know, to kind of let people know he was about to enter a room. So that way when he came in the room, they were prepared and ready to show him what they were working on, what they had come up with, where they were at on whatever project. So uh, they would hear the cough and they often would say, oh, man is in the forest, meaning Walt's on his way. Walt's on his way. Yeah. To let everybody know. So man is in the forest. Yeah. Uh, That's let's one see. of my favorite. I can't remember who. I think it's one of the Sherman brothers in some documentary um, is talking about it. Um, yeah, one of my favorite parts in in a Disney documentary where he's talking about that. Yeah, let's see what else. Uh, see, because you can see it. Not to cut you off, you can see it okay. briefly. They don't say "man is in the forest," but in savings, saving Mister Banks, and they're all in the conference room working with the author. Uh, the Sherman brothers are with, um, what's her name? Anyways, the author of Mary Poppins and you hear in several points in that movie, Walt coughing to make his presence known that he's coming into the room, which I thought was a very cool detail that they added. Right. Right. So man, I, I was mentioning man to start with and Cody brought up man in the forest. Man was actually ranked as the number 20 villain on the American film Institute's list of 100 greatest heroes and villains. And he's the, he's the only one on that list to never appear on the screen. Cause you never see man. Right. So it's just um, this looming threat. Right. Right. Um, this one, I don't think is true. It says Bambi was one of Walt Disney's personal favorites. I, I think everyone has said that so far. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pinocchio was his first. Yeah. He loved all his movies. Uh, no, uh, although Blank was yeah. probably the voice of him, right? Uncredited. <laughs> he, he was supposed to be the he was supposed to be the voice of man, and he just didn't make it in the film. <laughs> poor, poor guy. <laughs> uh, let's see. This was the first and one of the few Disney features where the songs weren't sung. <coughs> excuse me, by any of the characters. Uh, it was they were sung off screen by a soloist or a choir. Um. The character of Thumper uh, actually did not appear in the books or in the book. He was uh, added by Walt Disney to bring some comic relief, uh, which he did. Um, let's see. Disney animators spent a year studying and drawing deer and fawns so they, they could perfect the look of Bambi, his parents, and their friends. Yeah, and as you, you look at that, it's kind of morbid, too. They, they like, studied the corpse of a deer, right? Like a dead corpse and moved the tendons and stuff to see how they moved. Did they really? The... Yeah. I know, I know they were I given worried. I know they were given two deer that stayed at the Burbank Studios for right. a year uh, to study the live action. I didn't, I didn't know about the dead deer. Yeah, there's yeah. One, one thing I was reading that uh, one of the animators was saying they would, like, pull on the tendons and stuff to see how things would move and – it would stink really bad every time they pulled off. <laughs> wow. I did not know that. <laughs> uh, let's see that. There's very few words of dialogue in the movie. I think it says approximately only 1000 words are spoken in the movie. Uh, I don't know how that compares to other movies like Pinocchio or Snow White, but um, it, it, it doesn't, there isn't a lot of dialogue. Um, right. Let's see. Um, what other it was uh that one's not very interesting i'm trying to get some interesting facts here there was a plan scene about man where they were going to show the man died in the forest fire that he started 
but that was cut out. Um, basically a death as a consequence of his own actions for a while there for a year, I think Bambi and flower and thumper were used. Um, I don't know by what national parks or whatever they were used as, uh, for posters and stuff, uh, about, uh, preventing forest fires and stuff like that until Smokey the bear took over. I was going to say that must've been pre Smokey yeah. the bear era. I, they were on loan to them for a year. And then after the year, Smokey the bear came out. What's interesting is I don't know if it's the same design. I would assume it is, but it could not be, but there's one, a poster that says, um, to, you know, be careful with forest fires. And it's got Bambi thumper and flower on it in DCA in the wooded area of DCA. Is there real? I've never seen that. Yeah. You've never seen that. No, I think it's somewhere over between Soren and Grizzly river rapids somewhere in that little corner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I saw one earlier. Let's see if I can pull it up real quick and find it. It was a, uh, no, nah, it's not there. It was like a greenish tinted poster. Yeah. Here I've got it right. Um, almost almost right here um i'll hold it says please mister don't be careless prevent forest fires greater danger than ever i'll hold it up to the camera here yeah yeah that's i just pulled it up james have you seen this in the parks in dca it looks familiar so yeah i think so yeah um i this is somewhere over in uh grizzly (laughs) airfield or grizzly peak you know, what's funny though. I look at that poster and I don't even recognize that as Bambi. Like if I were to look at that before watching this movie, I would be like, okay. Yeah. I can, the, eyes, <laughs> the eyes look like Bambi to me. Yeah. yeah. I, think I mean, it the, looks I think the association comes with, uh, thumper and flower, thumper and flower. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Um, this is the, it was the first Disney animated feature film to not have any humans in it. And the only one to do so until Robin Hood. Yep. Um, it inspired Paul McCartney to be a big animal rights campaigner. It did. Yep. Yeah. It affected him quite a bit as a kid when he watched it. Yep. Uh, let's see. I think that's all the facts I had. It was, I guess, uh, American Film Institute rated it. It's number three all time um, animated film. Yep. Number three in the American Film Institute's list of the 10 greatest films in the genre of animation. The, vo- um, the voice of Bambi ended up being a, a major in the Marines. I think he was in the Marine Corps for 25 years. We was he really? Kept the fact that he was the voice of Bambi a secret because he didn't want to get known as Bambi. <laughs> they would have they definitely named him Bambi. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's funny. Yep. Bambi in the original uh, novel is a roe deer, but since those aren't native to North America, Walt Disney changed them to a mule deer. Uh, I know he sent some, either one guy or a staff of people out to Vermont to take a lot of pictures of raindrops, snow, forest, uh, lightning, just so they could have a reference. Uh, this was during the, uh, during the animation period. Uh, Felix Sultan, who created the, the book, sold the rights originally for only $1,000. I'm not sure how much Walt Disney paid, but um, 
Yeah, it says here, Bambi lost money at the box office out of the $1.7 million budget. It only brought in $1.64. So not too far off. Yeah. Not too far off. It's amazing that they got to keep making movies, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think I actually was reading something that they kept, they were always on the verge of bankruptcy for those first years. Yep. Well, and that's a large part of the reason of uh, the animators strike and everything. Cause yep. you know, he was either paying people so little or, you know, some people were working for free a lot just, you know, cause it was always the promise of, Oh, if we could just crank this movie out, we're going to make money on this one. And right. You know, and I, I don't blame those people for being upset. And then not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but we're, we're, we're exiting what is now known as the golden age. And we're moving to the package film or the wartime era where money was tight. Uh, so they had to put together these, you know, what they call package films. Uh, and I'm sure those didn't make very much money. So we're looking at the next six films being in that, in that era until we get to, I think Cinderella is the first one coming out of the package era. So, right. um, I saw, I saw this fact. Bambi was originally supposed to go back to his mom after she was shot and see her in a pool of blood. But yeah. the, that idea was scrapped. Yeah. You know, now that would be even more traumatizing for kids, you know, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and for James. Yeah. <laughs> so it says here, the death of Bambi's mom is often considered to be the saddest and most heartbreaking moment of any film in the Disney Canon. It's only rival is one movie and can once one character death. Can you guys guess who that character death is? Who might be as, as traumatic or sad in an animated movie. Yeah. In a, in a, in a Disney animated film, just Disney. Yeah. Just Disney. Um, it says the death of Bambi's mom is considered. Oh, yeah. a yep. I, I have a guess. Go ahead. Mufasa. Mufasa and the Lion King. Yeah. That's the only thing that rivals it as far as, the sad being sad and heart heart heartbreaking. Cause movie. I was going to say Ellie from up, but then I was like, ah, oh, it's Pixar. But sometimes in those internet articles, I'll throw those right. in and just blanket yeah. it as Disney. But you said specifically yeah. just, just, just Disney, Disney, so. Disney canon. Uh, yeah, that up was sad, but that, that almost, I mean, that almost, that happened so early in the movie up yeah. that it was like part of this. The movie up was, it was not about Ellie, but it was, no. you know, it was. But the story that they were able to tell in that right. two or three minute period yeah. with no yeah. dialogue. Right. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, I love the beginning of it up. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. I know there was a meme I, I, I used to send Marsha because she, she liked the Twilight movies. And I was like, uh, the first two movies of up is a, is a better love story than, than any Twilight movie ever was. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, let's see. And I think that's, uh, that was the last I had of any cool stuff that I had written down. Um, I mentioned that. So let's see. I found another article on D 23, uh, Bambi. Was it the last movie that had, no, that was another movie. Never mind. Um, not a lot of words spoken says here Bambi was a box office flop. Yeah, we knew that. <laughs> uh, it, it was. And then uh, in 2011, the Library of Congress added Bambi to the National 
film registry, which seems to be a, a, a common thing with a lot of these early Disney movies. It was uh, to be preserved as a cultural, artistic, and historical treasure. So, um, and then, like we said, next year will be the 80th anniversary. So, I don't know if there'll be anything cool being brought out. I know Walt Disney Signature Series came out with a, a new Blu ray for the 75th. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we'll see. Maybe we'll talk about Bambi again next year. Um, yeah, a lot of these things that because I found a cool D D23 article about Bambi from 2012. Uh, but a lot of these things I've, I've already talked about. Um, uh, Bambi kind of started, they said Bambi started Walt's True Life Adventure series, kind of where he where he actually went out and did uh you know things in nature. It was it kind of inspired that. Right. Uh, uh so so very cool. So, any last thoughts on Bambi? Any anything cool? I know we normally mention songs we like from the movie, but there, uh, it, it there is songs in the movie and there is music in the movie, but because it's kind of not sung by a character or anything like that, it seems like it none of them stand out to me. As no, it's just song. it's just different. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the music is good, you know, but yeah. there's no there's nothing like you know, songs from Snow White or songs from Pinocchio or yeah. Dumbo that stand out. Uh, so. Right. So we will get to. And that was one, that was a question I had for myself before going into this movie is like, is there even any songs in this yeah. movie? Cause it yeah. doesn't seem like, you know, based on my memories of the movie, it didn't seem like a movie that had songs. Right. And right. I guess because it wasn't, a typical Disney movie song. It just wasn't impressionable. Right. There was, nope. uh, there was the, a song called love is a song. There's little April shower there. Let's sing a gay little spring song. And there's a song called looking for romance. Uh, and, uh, they were sung by the Disney, uh, Disney studio chorus. And then a guy named Donald Novus. So hmm. nobody on screen saying like, we're like, like we're used to a typical Disney animated musical type thing. So, right. Well, I think one thing about this also for this film in particular is uh, Disney wanted to have like kids playing the parts where usually they would have adults that sounded like kids, but for this film, they actually uh, like the voice of Bambi. I think he was what, six years old or something like that. Yeah. Something. Yeah. So. All right. So let's share, let me look on IMDb. Cause I, that's where I like to look at some ratings. Sorry. I don't know that. My Alexa is talking to me. I'm going to unplug her because I don't want to talk to you her. Just right hit the now. mute button on top. Oh, there oh, you go. Kill her. That's yeah, I just, I just killed her. <laughs> Ripped the life out of her. Just like Bambi's mom. Bambi's mom. Yeah. Dead. In a, in a pool of blood. So, uh, <laughs> 20th greatest evil in all of movie history. There you go. So on IMDb, uh, it gives Bambi a meta score of 91, uh, which is basically they take all the, uh, the critic reviews and they do an average. Uh, I like to read some of these. So let's see Bambi, a guy named Josh Larson. It's beautiful, powerful stuff. The Disney animators evoke a naturalism of such depth and detail that you feel shrouded by the forest. Then just when it seems as if you're watching a nature documentary, Bursts of artistry arrive in the form of choreographed raindrops or a wildly impressionistic forest fire. 
despite his age, Bambi continues to dazzle and amaze. Uh, this, this, whoever this is gave him, a, gave it a 60 out of a hundred. Bambi is not a great film. It says, <laughs> this film has few memorable winning sequences, which have become part of Disney Pantheon. But in between these sequences are fairly dullish stretches of Disney with two cuddly animals in extreme states of too cute behavior. There's also a song score, which is among Disney's least interesting. So ooh, he was rough. I, I, I don't <laughs> disagree with his assessment. <laughs> oh, so I'm now, now, now I'm excited to see what Cody ranks this one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. All right. So that, that's all those I want to read. Okay. I was looking for one by Leonard Malton, but he's not on here. Normally he didn't bother to even waste maybe, his time with this film. Maybe. No, I have his book. I have the book, the film book, and he actually gives it some pretty good, pretty good uh, stuff in there. So, so we'll move on to what we think of the movie. Uh, okay. And I'll actually, I, I'll go first this, this week. Uh, cool. I've already, I've already written mine down on my spreadsheet. Um, it's, it, I like the movie. Uh, like I said, it's the first time I watched it in a long time. Uh, and I was, I was unsure of the sequence of events. Um, I thought she was killed earlier. Uh, but I like the movie, the songs, although they don't stand out. I think they, I like the, I like the music in it. Um, Thumpers. I, I like Thumper. I think, I think Marsha's favorite character is actually flower from, from any Disney movie. We got a, we got a little stuffed flower sitting up by our TV. So I, I should have, I should have brought it down here and put it in the, in the, in the FaceTime. Yeah. Is flower a boy or a girl? Flower's a boy. Okay. James looks awfully confused. <laughs> <laughs> and flower seems kind of confused in the movie. <laughs> you know, that's a good point. Yeah. But, um, it's it the flower has not quite yet self-identified so <laughs> uh, i'll be a pretty flower shameful uh, of us to impose that on it uh yeah i'm pretty sure it's a boy though i think it is yeah yeah because i, I mean, know I've, I've heard that question come up from time to time on the internet and i think from what i remember the the outstanding vote was that it was, yeah. he, he, he is a boy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's like the question that comes up is what's the one is, uh, is it Pluto or, oh, it's goofy. Yeah. Hey, goofy, a cow or a dog. Yeah. I that don't get that one. I don't get that comes up on Facebook. Well, because he has a love interest. Who's a cow. Right. Right. Yep. Clarabelle, right? Clarabelle. Yeah. Yeah. The a dog. Yes. So it's that whole interspecies thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the, yeah. another thing is, is like Goofy's a dog, but so is Pluto. Pluto, right. But Pluto's not walking and talking like everybody else. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the names seem kind of weird because Flower, he's a boy. Bambi to me doesn't seem like a boy's name, but when you look at the origin of what Bambi uh, the word Bambi, then, then it makes sense. Cause I, I think it stands for Bambino. Right. So I saw something uh, that the literal translation for it was young girl. Really? Yeah. I've never seen that. 
I was reading something that the the author uh, when he started thinking about the 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 book was fascinated with the word bambino from yeah. Now here it just says derived from the bambina, meaning young girl. So yeah, maybe it's, but could be from the meaning from the Italian bambino. So I don't know. I'd have to do some more research. The great bambino. Yeah, exactly. Babe Ruth. (laughs) Sandlot. Great movie. Great movie. I wish we could do an episode on the Sandlot. Uh, so, uh, with all that said, I gave it an 80, uh, 80 out of a hundred, which okay. puts, puts it, I, I gave Snow White and the seven drawers the same score. So, so on par with Snow White. On par with Snow White. The first, the original. Interesting. So Interesting. I think there's a clear distinction between those two films, but apparently Jason doesn't. No. <laughs> all right. So Cody, you can go next. <laughs> James can go. Okay, I'll go. All right. So, like I said, when I started watching this, I realized I don't think I've ever seen this movie before. I mean, I think I've seen clips of it and obviously, you know, different quotes and stuff from it. And uh, I thought the movie was okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was great. Um, It was just kind of there for me, but it it (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't overly bad. I think it has some really good things. I mean, the... You know, I've got some different criteria that I use to, as I'm grading these. And as I use that criteria, you know, like the, the characters in it, I think are, are, you know, there's some good characters in there. The, the animation, I think the, the animation of this film is uh, really good compared to the previous couple. Um, so my overall rating for this one ended up being a 72. All right. 72. That is James's second lowest rating. Yes. Uh, 42 points higher than Fantasia. (laughs) I would watch this a million times before I watch Fantasia again. (laughs) All right. All right. All right, Cody. What what say, Cody? Uh, I've been going back and forth between two different uh, scores in my head. Um, Because one to me seems too harsh. The other one seems too generous, but splitting it down the middle doesn't quite seem right either. So <laughs> I think, however, um, I, I'm going to go with just how I'm feeling on this one. And I'm going to go with a 70. Okay. That's not right. too far off. Well, that's not too far. So I've been looking at, so that, that gives it an, an average of the three of us. At a 74. Yeah. Which puts it at the fourth. fourth. Yeah. Four out of five, right? Yep. Yeah. And then I've been looking at the differences between our scores, like the person that gives it the lowest score and the person that gives the highest score. And this is actually the second closest that we've been. Right. Uh, the closest was Dumbo. We were we were within three points yeah. of each other. We had two eighty fours and eighty seven. The farthest off we've been is Fantasia. Um uh, it was a 25 point difference between the lowest score of 30 and the highest score, which was mine, which was 55. <laughs> right. uh, and Co- well, Cody was difference to- in Pinocchio wasn't too far off that 25 points. Uh, Pinocchio was yeah, 22. Yeah. So, and that's cause I, I gave it, I think such a high score and you gave it an absolutely wrong score. So <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> 
You should have been up in the 90 category. No, hey, well, at least I, I broke 80 once on Dumbo. You did. Dumbo is your highest rated film so far. At 84. Yep. Yeah. James is sitting, uh, his highest is Pinocchio. Yep. At a 96. And then mine is highest Pinocchio with 100. So. Now, I have a feeling that my scores are going to tank. With these next, with the <laughs> with next, these next five. Yeah. Be- because with, actually it should be six, right? One, two, three. Yeah, six. Well, because you're kind of, are we giving separate scores for Ichabod and Mr. Toad? Well, there's, there's, uh, Saludos Amigos is next. Yeah. Uh, the three cowboy, I can't even, I, I can never pronounce that word. Say it for Caballeros. me, James. Caballeros. Then we got Make My Music. <laughs> We've got Fun and Fancy Free. Melody Time, and then The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Got Make My Music. I thought that I don't remember seeing that on the list you gave me because I don't have that on my. Okay. Now, that. Make My Music. We'll have to talk about that because that one is not on Disney Plus. Right. I actually ordered it today off Amazon. I ordered uh, a copy as well. Okay. So, uh, Cody, once I watch my copy, I can send. I can mail it to you so you can watch it. Okay. Because uh, otherwise, you'll have to find clips on. YouTube and maybe you won't get to see though. It's one of the package film. It's got like, I don't know, seven or eight different little. It seems like it's similar to Fantasia, but with more modern music. Right. Is the way that I understand the synopsis of that film. So So I can't wait. So are we (laughs) thinking maybe a 35 on that one, James? Maybe so. so. I don't know. So that one's at, that one's at least, well, it's three episodes away. So that could be four to six weeks before we actually talk about that one. So you'll have time to watch it. Um, And then that will, so this Bambi wraps up the golden era, which I don't think it had that name in 1942 because they were none of these. these, Yeah. They weren't box office hits. Right. Uh, As we later on, they became classics, et cetera. So we're, we're moving out of the golden era of Disney films and we're moving into, they call it the package era or, the wartime era because these were made during the war they were they were made specifically like they're made to save money mm-hmm. um and to possibly pull in a lot of money or not a lot of money but you know basically break even i think right uh, so uh we'll do that we can talk about maybe possibly because make my music fun and fancy free melody time are all kind of similar maybe we can combine those into one episode yeah. Are they the, short? Uh, they're not. They're they're not short. Short. They're not shorts because they're they're considered feature films. Right. But are uh, they like? Yeah, I'm looking it up now. Because um, I know see. Ichabod and Mr. Toad individually, they're only like 30, 40 minutes. Make my music is seventy five minutes, so an hour and fifteen minutes. Oh boy. Okay. Um, Fun times ahead. He's like, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And I want to learn more about that film because there's some controversy with that film too, right? Like one of the shorts they don't like they make sure not to show or something. Have you oh, read I, that? No, I haven't. I I have to research that. Yeah, there's one of them that even when you find a copy of it, like my copy looks like it's coming from England, I think. Mm. Uh like you can buy copies of it, but in like at some point they decided to take one of the shorts out of there because there's some type of controversy with it. So they're uh, one, two of them are seventy-five minutes, and one is seventy-three minutes. So they're they're not short, short. Uh, they're just over an hour, an hour okay. and fifteen. So, so maybe because of, and I can tell you from every 
I haven't seen Make My Music. I've seen portions of Fun and Fancy Free. Um, and same with uh, Melody Time. I've seen a segment or two out of them, but I haven't sat down and watched the whole I don't thing. think I've seen anything from any of them. Okay. I think Make My Music has, isn't Casey at the Bat in there? I believe so, yeah. I remember seeing that. And I'm sure during, like, in the 80s, did the Disney Channel, they probably showed, you know, one of the segments here, one of the segments there. Um, yeah. But. I, th- I think that's where Peter and the, is that Peter and the Wolf is in there too, right? So I've seen I, that. Okay. So, yeah, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Possibly turn that into one episode. I think, like, I think Saludos Amigos, the capital. Yeah. Say it for me, James. Capitalos. See, I'm gonna let James be the main host for that one, or Cody, because I can't say it. It's like we, we got a guy at work who can't say aluminum, so he says aluminium. He says it the British way, and I'll sit there. I'll, I'll say, okay, say al, or say a, uh, lu, minum, and he's like, aluminium. He can't. He just it won't come out. That's how the three cavo whatever are with me. And my arrows. So I'll say I'll just say Donald Duck and his two friends. I, th- I think Cody's actually the one saying it right. I'm just being <laughs> stupid about it. I'm just using uh, it as an excuse to wave my hand in the air. <laughs> I think those two probably can have their own show. And then Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, I think, are worthy of its own episode. Yeah. Which I know that's, I, that's one of James's favorites. So I'm excited. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there, there's, there's how we do it. So as far as how does uh, – I think we said Bambi comes in at our number four ranked film so far. Yep. Uh, Pinocchio one, Dumbo two, Snow White three, and Bambi four, and Fantasia pulling up the rear. Yep. Which they should move up with these next couple films. I don't think that I don't think they'll be last after these next couple. No. We'll see. We'll see. Especially after Home on the Range. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Cody's favorite. <laughs> Cody's trying to come up with a way to give it a negative score. I'm, so. I'm going to give that one a flat zero. Just to make a statement. <laughs> there's somebody out there who loves Home on the Range. I don't think there is. I, I, there's got to be one person. I mean, at least at least the actors in them. Well, some of them may not like it. Who knows? See, actors are not always fans of their own work. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Or the overall product. Right. All right. Well, that's all. I think that's I'm all. I'm just saying it, it says something in uh, the Imagineering story when they talk about Disney's bad era of imagination in the modern time and they throw a clip of Home on the Range <laughs> on the screen. That is true. <laughs> they even think it's not one of their greatest. So from, I don't think from, I'm being overly harsh. From yeah. what I remember, it, it started with good intentions. It, it started as it was possibly going to be pretty good. But I remember just, having to just watch it in school. Really? <laughs> like, yeah, like maybe in like safe key or something. Yeah. Let's keep these guys busy. Let's make them watch Home on the Ranch. And I just remember being so upset. Like, like can somebody just come pick me up already? Like, why am I here? It's like <laughs> they've got good snacks, but terrible movies. I don't think Home on the Range is going to be my lowest rated movie, though. No? No. You think if you're I going had... to go lower than Fantasia at some point? Me? Yeah, you. I, I I didn't go that low on Fantasia. Well, it's your lowest one thus far, so I'm just curious. Yeah. Do you think you'll oh, go yeah. lower than 
Yeah, Home on the Range would be lower. And there's another one. I wasn't a huge fan of Dinosaur. Okay, I remember that one. Yeah, that was around the time when you were a kid too. Yeah. So you would, you you probably would have watched that a few times. Yeah, maybe. I did. I definitely did. I had that a VHS or something of that one. Yeah. So I can see. I, I mean, I can see Fantasia being down there, but uh, I was the highest rated Fantasia. I mean, you were you were close, Cody. You were right there behind me. So. Yeah. So all right. Cool. Well, that's all I got on any Disney news. Bandy. Do you think you'll write any others as high as Pinocchio? Do you think you'll give anything else a hundred or are you just making a statement with Pinocchio? I, there's there anything else that reaches perfection in your mind, Jason. There's a couple of them. Okay. Um, and they come around in the nineties. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going to be the only one throwing out hundreds in no, like okay. years. I've no. got a couple, I've got a couple yeah. that'll be coming they, out. They may not be a hundred, but they're definitely close. I mean, okay. um, I mean, just the, the, the time from Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, Pocahontas, Hunchback, Hercules, Milan, Tarzan, that time period, which is its own little era. Uh, I forgot what they called it. The silver era or something. Um, I could see uh, some high scores coming out of there. Yeah, uh, Absolutely. Uh, and even some that people might not uh, rate as high as me, I may write. And then you got a stretch later on coming up. I, I really enjoy Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a good movie. Yeah, that one. That one could be higher than some of the ones I've, I've we've done so far that are considered classics to me. So, okay. Um, favorite character, Princess and the Frog, is Ray. I mean, he's the little the little firebug or whatever it was. Yeah, Firefly. Yeah, I mean, he's up. Uh, Meet the Robinsons probably won't be that high, but I really enjoy Meet the Robinsons. Yeah, I actually really enjoy Meet the Robinsons, but I don't know if I'd give it an overly high score. I'm not going to give it a bad score, but it's going to be right. more mid range. I like The Emperor's New Groove, Atlantis, The Lost Empire, and those those normally are are a little lower on some some people's lists. Treasure you know? Planet. Treasure Planet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I liked Chicken Little. And that's usually way down on people's list. <laughs> it's not going to be a hundred might not be at 80, but it's not going to be, I don't think it'll be lower than Fantasia. And I, th- and I like chicken little probably because those, that was the era of movies I was growing up with. So I think that's when I'm, we're really going to see my scores be like, okay, well then Cody did like 98, 99, 97, 98, 98, 98. Yeah, definitely. I mean, James's scores are higher now because that's the era he grew up in. You know, <laughs> well, you must have been at the ripe age of like thirteen when Pinocchio came out. Then Jason, yeah, all the way up there at hundred. Yeah, it's a hundred. I, I, that's always. I think that's always been my favorite movie growing up. So, so I had to give it a hundred. Perfect, perfection. There you go. It was Def- a good movie. Definitely not a seventy-eight. I'll tell you that. I definitely think seventy-eight's a little harsh. <laughs> Cody was in a bad mood that night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, we should probably get on out of here then. Um, right. And then, uh, so let me share some of our social media stuff with it, with you, and then we'll get any last alibis. Uh, if you want to check us out on Facebook, you can uh, find us over there at talking Disney podcast on Twitter. We're at talking Disney 
Uh, follow us on Instagram at Talking Disney Podcast. You can email us with any questions, comments, concerns, uh, thoughts on the show, your favorite Disney movies, et cetera, whatever you want to talk about. We love getting email. Uh, at uh, It's going to be TalkingDisneyPodcast at gmail.com and our website, www.TalkingDisneyPodcast.com where the show will always be loaded first before it makes its way out to the various streaming services, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, iHeart, et cetera, et cetera, wherever you listen to podcasts at. And if you can't find our podcast on your favorite streaming system, email us and we will see about getting it added. Um, as far as I know, it's on most of the popular ones. So, um, that's all I have. Any alibis guys? Nope. I think I'm, I'm good. Sad, sad. We're leaving the golden era. Yes. And, uh, the next ones, uh, although, although I'm looking forward to watching them, I know they're going to be yeah, a struggle. They're going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, but I'll find, some, I'll find some good with all of them. Uh, the, the next, the next two, I, I actually really do enjoy. I see several naps in my future. <laughs> uh, I don't so think yeah. it, I don't think it matters what's on the screen. James. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. That is true. James's <laughs> highest ranked movie was Pinocchio at 96. And I'm pretty sure he fell asleep during that. <laughs> uh, too funny. So awesome. All right. Uh, well, that's all I got guys. Anything else? That's all I got. That's all I got. All right. Well, thanks for uh, taking the time out of your day to give us a listen. Um, like I said, we love emails. So shoot us an email. And um, until next time, we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Yeah, folks. And me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mickey? Uh-huh? It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, now it's time to say goodnight to all our company. M-I-C. See you real soon. It's always Mickey Mouse. K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you. Be careful getting home. Bye-bye.